Hey there! Are you tired of waiting for the next episode of It's Probably Not Aliens? Well, we've got some good news for you. On Nebula, our streaming service, you can get access to all our episodes a week early. That's right, you'll never have to wait again to hear Scott and I debunk the latest ancient astronaut theory or get a movie fact wrong. But that's not all. Nebula is home to dozens of content creators we know you like, so you can find all your favorites in one place. Plus, we post content on there that you won't find anywhere else. And the best part? By signing up for Nebula at nebula.tv slash probablynotaliens, you're directly supporting the show and both of us. So don't wait any longer. Join Nebula today and listen to the next episode right after this one. Big year for many things. Huge year. Big year in cinema. Big, huge. Frankenweenie came out. Les Miserables. Everyone loved that one. Everyone thought, how dare I remember Tumblr talked about that movie for like a straight decade. Oh, because they loved it. They had only good things to say about it. They were like, can't get enough of this of this movie. I, uh, I so I will I will I'll lay my cards on the table. Uh-huh. Twenty twelve, I was in university, as were you probably. Yes, because you were probably about twenty at that point. About now that you say it, yes. I was around that age and I was gearing up to watch a movie where all my favorite players come together on the big screen, building up to a gigantic cinematic universe. You know, I'm talking about (gasps) Rise of the Guardians. Perfect. Yep. Um, Yeah. uh, That was a good joke. I just, I want everyone to know that. Well, this might speak to a lot of my cultural uh, lack of knowledge, because what happened is that in 2012, I was in university and I lived in Sherbrooke, which is in Quebec. And Mm -hmm. I lived in a city that did not have English as its first language. So that meant like the movie theater only ever had one movie going at a time Uh and And or one movie in English, I should say, going at a time. And so it it also it was in town and kind of difficult to get to where I lived. So I like basically never went to the movies except to see Lincoln, which I definitely saw like six times because I really liked Lincoln. You know, I never watched it. Uh, I've heard of the dude though. Seemed like a nice guy. It's got my favorite actor. It's got my favorite actor of all time, Jared Harris. Yeah, okay. It's got Daniel Day-Lewis method acting as Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. There is a part where Tommy Lee Jones does like an epic line that was so good he got an Oscar for it. And the guy who played Rorschach uh, in Watchmen, who's a gigantic, who's a giant, Rorschach's a gigantic asshole, but then he goes and plays an even more gigantic gigantic asshole who was the Whoa. vice president of the confederacy so oh and then he go then he then went on to go play uh freddy in one of the freddy movies what is up with this freddy? guy that okay yeah. him playing preppy blonde no no no! in one of the in one of the nightmare on elm street oh yeah yeah i feel like he Not just fred he, jones scooby-doo okay. now now that like can we get that now that that's interesting casting <laughs> um yeah i feel like i feel like playing rorschach maybe typecasted him a little bit a little bit perhaps he does it really well though he does like creepy intense guy pretty well that's pretty good are you telling me that there was a universe where you could have gone to see ted in french in a theater le ted french le, le ted french ted who doesn't want to see mark Wahlberg act with a cartoon teddy bear played by uh seth mcfarlane yeah it's like a real goof em up yeah just a laugh oh, a minute. funny movie for good movie that that what if what if mark one. Wahlberg and the family guy guy did a movie together yeah although to be fair the orville is a very good show and i don't know how seth mcfarlane the seth mcfarlane the person who makes family guy one of the most mean-spirited shows on television made something as good as the orville i don't know what else happened in that year nothing else of note i don't think 2012 uh there was london olympics okay that's right because there was a doctor who thing yeah but that did that didn't happen because the show the show was like in 20 12 the doctor's gonna be at the summer games and then it didn't happen and everyone who who is a big doctor who nerd was like why curiosity was launched curiosity finally we get curious we start thinking for ourselves new york got the shit kicked out of it by hurricane sandy i do remember that yeah barack obama won probably the least competitive election in the 21st century where he like destroyed mitt romney in that election gotcha i was literally about to ask i do not remember who he was 
was running, I guess. Mitt, binders full <laughs> Mitt. of women, Romney. There it is. Um, South Sudan got independence. Okay. I've heard that's only been going well for them so far. The Higgs boson was discovered, which I guess is a big deal in particle physics. Kind of a huge deal. This next one seems a little bit more interesting to me, though. Apple released the iPad mini. I've never... Oh, wait. I once had an iPad. I forgot to mention. Yeah, baby. I was mentioning every Apple product I've ever had to Scott before oh, the show. yes. Uh, and You I had an iPod. You had a MacBook. Had a MacBook. For like two or three years. And then I yep. also had an iPhone 3 that I bought off eBay and then broke within a week of buying um, because I tried to replace the screen on my own. Now, did you know there is no such thing as an iPhone 3? That doesn't exist. An iPhone 3? Uh, that's what You're I... You're missing a letter there. You're missing at least one or two letters. iPhone 3QP? I don't know. It doesn't matter. I bought an iPhone. I used it uh-huh. for like a week. It broke. And then I didn't get another smartphone for like another three years. And, the, and I had an iPad that I bought with some money once. You know, and I don't... Look, here's the thing about me is I'm a big... I'm a big Apple nerd. All right. Yeah, you're the like, Apple. I'm the PC. I've got the Android phone. I've got the Windows right. PC. I'm not even. I'm. I'm just saying to to focus on the iPad Mini of all things of that year is ridiculous. They released the iPhone five. They released new iPod touches and iPod Nanos. They had new headphones called EarPods. Oh, yeah, that was the thing that. So was that the year that um, Apple decided that they were innovating by removing features from their phone? No, you're thinking of AirPods. AirPods had the cord and they plugged into a lightning cable. That's right. 2012 birth of the lightning cable. Ten years later, no complaints. Just kidding. It's awful. Please get rid of it. What if what if we you know that uh, you know, the uh, USB format that every other phone and every other company in the world uses. Yeah. What if we didn't do that and we just use this other thing that sucks? Yes. Forever and ever (laughs) ever yeah what else happened don't get Um, me sucked down talking about tech news news 10 years ago queen elizabeth ii got her diamond jubilee uh and lived happily ever after still around today i think still kicking as far as i know yep and the world was taken uh taken aback by the workings of korean singer psy and his hit gangnam style oh which i think was the first youtube video to hit a billion views i think you're right and it was a video I still have never seen. <laughs> well, how did you make it through? How did you make it in university through 2012 no, without I've seeing Gangnam song. Style? I've heard the song. 2012 was the height many of times. 2012 was the height of the YouTube party where yeah. instead of being normal humans and talking to each other, you just took turns showing people YouTube oh, videos yeah. you found. No, yeah, no. I mean, I've heard the song so many times and I've seen the dances that people do and how they get all random and wacky and kooky. Uh, never seen the video. <laughs> never seen it. Man. I will die before I see it. I don't know why. I don't I'm I'm sure it's fun. I'm sure it's great. I've just like drawn a weird line in the sand where I'm just like, I'm never going to watch this now. I've made it too far. You know what? You're like, wow, I've I've held up this long. I might as well make it my personality now. Exactly. Um, exactly. Oh, oh, uh, one last thing that happened in 2012. Yeah, hit me with it. Um, the world ended. Oh, yeah, the world ended 10 years ago today. Have I been? Because okay, so have I been like editing these podcasts and releasing them out to an audience of nothing? Possibly. Is it just? Is it just Tristan? Is it just you and me? Yeah, I think you are the only person I've ever met in the last decade. Yeah, I might. I, I seem to have memories about having a baby and meeting my wife in that period, but that's that could just no. be something. That's you're getting your wires that's my that's my that's like they're they're all like in the other room it's just like a line of volleyballs and it's just everyone i've ever met since 2012 yeah (laughs) how did gangnam style get a billion views for the world ended i just watched it a billion times wow that's impressive and i've watched it zero yeah that's why i'm trying to get you to help me out here but um all right oh, so uh, the, this is a podcast yeah hey everyone this is a podcast called it's probably not aliens and we're going to talk about the time the world ended in 2012 it's the 10 year anniversary yeah i've been hinting to this episode i think since the podcast started because i realized that the 10th anniversary of um the the 2012 apocalypse was coming and while it's not on ancient aliens probably i don't know Probably. We'll probably get to an episode of Ancient Aliens where they say the world's going to end in 2012 because it starts or before then. 
But today we're going to talk about 2012, the 20, what's called the 2012 phenomenon and about how a lot of people and like, not like, like, no, like I thought some normal people were also thinking that the world was going to end. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Well, why don't we start small? Like Scott, do you remember? Let's start. Like, hey, let's start even smaller. My name is Scott. Um, <laughs> I'm a, I'm a, <laughs> I'm a host of this podcast uh, and I know nothing. I come here tab open to imdb to talk about all of the obscure 2012 movies did you know safety not guaranteed came out in 2012 i love that movie i i hope it holds up you could you could literally tell me that that's like a movie where a talking pancake goes on a road trip and i would believe you because i could not tell you the first thing about that movie it's a good movie based on a true story i think anyway that's the all true story I of a do. pancake that goes on a road trip that's all i do but i'm joined by another person here who has watched gangnam style more times than any human should yeah I, I'm Tristan Johnson, a Gangnam Style expert, and uh, I'm I, I I researched I researched some other things in 2012. So I can I am a 2012ologist. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so we're gonna talk mm-hmm. about the, the 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 end times of of that. But um, I kind of want to start though by Scott. What's your like? Do you I like everybody? Almost everybody probably has some experience with like the 2012 phenomenon and how it intersected their life. Do you remember people saying? that the world was going to end and yep. like how how yep, yep, what yep. was your 2012 vibe yep 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 i stayed up all night oh. <laughs> i was worried <laughs> You had concerns. I had concerns. So we've talked, we've touched on this many times before on the show. I grew up very religious. Now, this is not a Christian thing. This, this, this specific. Well, no, I mean like the, the, the doomsday thing, the t- December 21st, 2012 is not like a Christian. No, thing. not at all. No. But would you believe that a lot of people were maybe trying to spin it that way? Oh yeah. We'll <laughs> like, get to that. Like maybe, uh, Hey, maybe it's not some sort of weird alien, whatever. Maybe the, maybe the apocalypse is uh, the rapture and God's going to rapture everybody. Mm. And so, yeah, you bet I stayed up all night for, uh, worried, worried about everything as I guess I was... I was not, I, no, I, I was 20 at, I was exactly 20 at this time and a naive 20 year old indeed. Uh, well, I say naive. I also just have anxiety. Um, so I think that also played into it, mm. but, um, yeah, no, I, this was a bit, this, this was a, a thing that I was, I had been thinking about for months beforehand and, uh, especially the week preceding. Lovely. How about you? Uh, so I was your typical um, person who got a D minus in high school, so was an undergrad at the age of 24 person. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I was going through, I was like, I had an old YouTube channel that never really ever took off where I was definitely in the like edgy atheist skeptic sphere of mm-hmm. that was that was really hot back then. And I definitely was like, this isn't a thing. Everybody, everybody who thinks it's a thing, you're a dummy. And so I was very much mm-hmm. like, I, I not only I, I was right, but I was an asshole about it. It. that's what i'm gonna say oh okay you were right that's all i'm focusing on good news i did uh do a quick google search and found out that ancient aliens the tv show has indeed talked about this uh, uh about 2012 in the mayan calendar um m- multiple times it seems lovely i can't wait to watch through all these things where they predict the end of the world and then instantly drop it one season yeah in fact yeah one of the uh one of the episodes i just linked you an episode uh it, it, it came out in February of 2012. So they were really just like, they were on top of it. I think the Zoomers would call that an oof. A big oof. Big I would oof play indeed. that. Can, we, can you edit in the Roblox oof sound to make us cool with the kids? I can surely try. Open Gangnam Style. I think I did it. I think I played the oof sound. Perfect. So uh, even 10 years ago, I was uh, at least a baby Tristan who was still baby 24 year old who uh, mm-hmm. was obsessed with conspiracy theories and conspiracy movements, and all that kind of stuff. Just just much more of a dick about it back then, though. I mean, you had to be because, you know, the, that was the rules of the Internet. I was also a white guy who was 24. And so I hadn't learned to grow up and be a decent human being yet. And you just have way too much confidence. Yeah. 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 So we might have people who are listening to and this makes me sick to even say we might have people listening to this who were too young to remember 
2012. That is true because they're like teenagers would be, they, they would be alive for it, but what they would have been babbies. They would have been babbies. Like a 16 year old would be in first grade when this happened. Yeah. If you're like 20, you would have been like 10 years old. You might've had, you lived through the end of the world and you didn't even know. Yeah. So let's tell everyone about it. What happened? So, uh, on December 21st, 2012, Something very interesting happened, which is that the Mayan calendar ended and Mm. a lot of people thought that that meant the world was going to end. Now, a lot of people had various different ideas uh, that something bad was going to happen when this happened. Some people were saying there was going to be like a solar storm or that the poles were going to shift or that a meteor was going to strike or the planet Nibiru was going to show up. I remember, oh, we're back. I remember a really big I remember that because um, I was uh, I was, a you know, I was still a conspiracy theory investigator back then. And yeah, this was like the peak of the reptilian uh conspiracy theory like there are people who are like the 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 rep the lizards are coming this is the day the lizards are coming they're riding their planet x right into our into our shit to steal our earth gold only scooby-doo can save us yeah it was it was a whole lot uh so there's various apocalypses and on the other side there were new agey people who thought that it was not an apocalypse but it was the beginning of a new age of spiritual enlightenment or a growing consciousness oh like a good thing yeah um but 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 overall it was peak for uh content and people who like to make money off content so there was a lot of movies books tv specials especially on the history channel and even a even a movie if you if you recall oh that's right but it did that movie did not come out in 2012 no it came out i think in 2009 and it was by the same guy who made the day after tomorrow and i never saw it but it sounds like it was basically the same movie (laughs) when did that movie did it come out in 20 in 2009 i was gonna call it 29 that's not (laughs) a year no well i mean it was a long time ago yeah oh yeah wow really jumped now are i hate to say this are we are we late on this trend are we not going to make money off of this probably not um oh. they definitely not because we're too late but because uh grifting off of the 2012 thing was trying to get people scared that the apocalypse was coming mm. but yeah like it led to a lot of people despite the fact that there was no evidence and anybody who knew anything about what was going on was basically saying that nothing was going to happen a whole bunch of people stocked up on food or or got really nervous or sent me late night messages on facebook being like everything's gonna be okay right and i'm like yes oh my god okay so it wasn't just me okay (laughs) i had i had a friend i had a friend uh in undergrad she was a wonderful human being i loved her dearly was not was never not on drugs the entire Mm -hmm. time i knew her uh and she she was our she was our resident space cadet and so she was a little bit she was she had concerns (laughs) i i do remember now that i was in for for whatever reason i'm sure it was just traveling because it was around the holidays for whatever reason i was in a hotel room on december 20th and like you know the night before and i was the night before apocalypse all through the hotel room (laughs) and because i had this idea that it was going to be like a rapture sort of religious thing i was like well if that i'm not well i was like if this is if this is going to happen that's a good joke if this is going to happen i for sure am not getting raptured like i know me i (laughs) i was sinning so much i was sinning so bad alone in that hotel room <laughs> well, I was with my I was with my family, right? So I was like, "Oh my, I'm... was your family, Scott?" Okay, <laughs> all right, okay. So I was I was just thinking that, like, well, if I'm not getting raptured, if that's gonna happen, I'm a big big bad sinner boy. But my parents probably will be raptured, and if that's the case, how am I gonna get home? Okay, <laughs> that's that's my biggest concern. concern. How am I gonna get home after my parents get raptured? How am I gonna get home? <laughs> oh my goodness. Now there's like a movie that's like uh, just Scott, like little teenage or what's it called? 20 year old Scott trying to find his way home uh, in like the post rapture apocalypse. And it's just like yeah. for for added context, even though I was 20, I did not have my driver's license, nor do I currently as I'm 30. Neither do I. And I'm 34. So, you know, <laughs> there you go. Look at us go. Yeah. Um, so so that's basically like the, the, the main deal. Uh, I'm just going to kind of go into a bunch of the theories about these kinds of things and get into why people thought the world was going to end and what kinds of things people thought were going to happen and why they didn't or why they were wrong to think so, basically. Mm-hmm. The first thing is to deal with the main, the main cheese that the Mayan calendar was the end of the world. Yes. 
basically, ever since the first ruins of an ancient Maya city had been rediscovered in Palenque in 1773, people have been fascinated with the Maya. Mm -hmm. People have always been looking into their civilization and trying to find things about their culture. And one of the things about their culture that is unique is they do have a, a, a sort of obsession with cycles, specifically of cycles of like nature, cycles of time, cycles of the stars, those kinds of things. That was like a huge deal in their society. And because of that, they had a amazing uh, concept of like astronomy. Like I think we've talked about this before, like they had a really, really intricate understanding of the stars and their calendars were really accurate and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And they, but their society had a lot of calendars. They had calendars for like, they had different calendar systems that were used for different types of things. Some they're based on the moon, some based on the sun, based on stars and all these kinds of things. So they had tons of these, right? And uh, the one that we're talking about that they would talk to is something that's called the long count calendar or the Bakhtun cycle, which is basically their really big time counter. Uh, basically, one of these cycles is about 5,125 years. So the biggest the biggest uh, Mayan calendar that we know of, this cycle, does mm. reset, did reset, I should say, uh, on December 21st, 2012. What does that mean? Well, this is the thing. We don't know exactly. And oh. one of the things that we for sure don't know is if the Mayan people even thought that it meant like the end of the world or anything significant at all. Huh. In many ways, it's um, basically it's supposed to be a cycle. It's the last day of the of the current Bactune cycle, which is a period of 144,000 days or about 394 years. But then it's also so. Okay, so you have to think about it like a clock, right? Like um, basically, there's like there's like an ad. Uh, there's it's a clock with 13 segments on it, or like 13 hours. But each one of these hours is 394 years. It's a baker's clock. Yeah, it's a baker's clock, and every one of the quote unquote hours on the clock is 394 years. So what happened on December 1st, 2012 was the Bactune cycle got went to basically midnight. Okay, so it did 394 years 13 times. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this is do a you, this do is Do you have the math on that or am yeah. I going to do that one? It's a cycle that began on August 11th, 3000 uh 3114 BCE and ended on 2012. And that would be 5122 years. Yes, exactly. That's a long time. Yeah, it's what a big the, it's a big well, calendar. That does make you want like to to credit where, you know, I mean no credit to the grifters or anything, but like it does make you wonder like what were they? Why? Why why so long? What were they waiting on? Well, unlike some of our viewer or some of our listeners, uh you and I can also recall that we were alive to see a new millennium. Which which is a thing that people don't see every day either. Oh, that's true. <laughs> so uh, in many ways, I always kind of think of it as the Mayan version of the year 2000, even though it's even bigger than that. But oh, but basically like- Yeah, that's a lot more. <laughs> that's much bigger. Yeah. 5,000 years. But the thing is that apparently um, it, it might have been that this great cycle was actually just a component of some larger periods that theoretically extended infinitely backwards and forwards in time. Whoa. And that like, that basically like they might've had this idea where there was like greater and greater clocks on top of that that like expanded forever and had even huger amounts of time associated with them how how many clocks just clocks all the way down but the problem is that we actually don't like the, the thing is that we just don't know the answer there's like there's not a lot of information about what they thought was going to happen when these clocks reset mm. so it might not have been the end in like an absolute sense but maybe just sort of like 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 kind of like a year 2000 type situation it's just something, something, mm -hmm. you know, something. Especially because the Mayan calendar is, it's not, so this is the main thing you have to think about is that it's not like our calendar. Our calendar is linear, which means that we have the largest clock in our calendar is the year and the year keeps going up and it'll keep year going up, up forever. There's not a time where we will get to the end of the years and start over at zero. We should, if they, if they get too big though, we should, we should consider it. I think maybe because then if you're writing, if you're like signing a document, document and you have to write the date and you know it's you know the date is in the like five six seven digits that's I have a feeling that they'll have they'll have bigger things to worry about um a million so? years in the future 
I'm just trying to think of the. I'm just trying to think of the people who have to sign contracts. You know, <laughs> those people in the year one million. Um, mm-hmm. But like the idea is that the Mayan calendar doesn't work like that. The Mayan calendar resets periodically, and that's just sort of the way it works. Kind of like uh, an example of that of a cyclical calendar that is in our system is that the way that we measure the length of a day. Yeah, like we wouldn't come to the conclusion that oh the uh, the 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 daily calendar resets at midnight yeah. and therefore the world ends. <laughs> right. That's true. Cause even if you do like military time and you do 20, 24 hours, right. Then it, you're still resetting every, mm-hmm. every 24 hours you're hitting that reset button. Now, if you're a simpleton and you're using the 12 hour, then you're resetting twice a day. That's two apocalypses. Yeah. We have a fundamental disagreement in our house because, um, cause I lived in Quebec, I got used to 24 hour time. So all of my devices are on 24 hour time. But all yeah. of Kelly's are on 12 hour time. I mean, I've I've been a 12 hour person my whole life until I started doing like coding and automation. And I'm just like, it's so much easier to tell the computer a 24 hour time. Yeah. It, it doesn't understand the, the AM PM. I just lived with French people. That's the easiest way to do it. Ah, uh, French Ted. So the other thing that, so that that's basically the the, the lowdown on the 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 clock, the, the Mayan calendar version of it is that it was a big part of their long count calendar, but the Maya, there's no evidence that the Maya thought that it was going to be apocalyptic or that it signaled anything. And it's not that they didn't think that it's just that we don't know because there's still a lot about the Maya that we just don't know. Yeah. Uh, another belief was that uh, on this date, coincidentally, as soon as that happened, that there was going to be uh, solar storms. Whoa. So basically, so this, this, this hits a couple things. Basically that they thought that the solar maximum was going to hit, that it was going to result in like solar flares and like a lot of electromagnetic radiation hitting the mm. earth. And that that was somehow going to cause a switching of our North and South magnetic poles. This is interesting because it's basically taking like four different history channel apocalypse specials and yeah. smashing them together. <laughs> Yeah. And at at the center at the center of it all is magnets. How do they work? Yeah. I don't know, but they will kill us. Yeah, because like, what's it called? History Channel ran tons of Nostradamus predicting the end of the world in 2012. Oh, yeah. Um, They also ran documentaries about things like the magnetic field of the Earth weakening, which is a thing that is happening. Um, So we have a magnetic. So our planet uh, is at the center, um, has a hard but very hot iron nickel core. Yeah, it's, it's big. It's in there. That is spinning very fast because our planet is spinning very fast. And in doing so, it basically acts like a giant electromagnet and is causing a huge magnetic field around our planet. That is very good because it keeps us, it bounces away lots of space particles that would give us cancer otherwise. We like it. Thank you. The thing though, is that the, the sort of electromagnetic field of the earth does periodically change. And like, this is what we use. Like this is how mag, this is how um, like compasses work and stuff like that, but it does weaken and, and reverses from time to time. And you can tell this by, if you look in the geological record when the stone forms like magnetic anything that's like a very magnetic metal if the kind of metal used to make compasses will be pointing in a direction because that's what they would be attracted to right so you can see in different times that it actually does go back and forth and it does weaken and stuff like that as far as i know ours are weakening but the thing Mm. is that geomagnetic reversal takes like thousands of years to do so the people who are signing long documents might have that that'll be a problem for them gotcha Exactly. People who are looking at uh, compasses like a million years from now will have to, Mm -hmm. but they don't, the thing is like, it's a very gradual process that doesn't start on a particular date. And it definitely doesn't get jump started by solar storms. Okay, so little debunking there. Mm-hmm. And and the thing is, like solar storms um, do happen from time to time. Yeah, and they can cause a problem for like cell phone communication and for like satellites and stuff like that. But not yeah. on Earth, unless you get something that's more like a solar flare, which we haven't really gotten a really nasty one. But those actually can cause like like electrical circuits to burst and stuff like that. Whoa. I almost guarantee that I got that wrong, but there was uh, there was an incident, I think, like kind of in telegraph times where a solar flare caused a bunch of telegraph lines to break. And people have suspected that if we get some hit by like a big one like that, that it could cause a lot of our electronics to go haywire. So they were, I think they were thinking that that was going to happen. 
The thing is that the uh, the solar maximum uh, happened sometime in late 2013 or 2014. And according to the people who study the 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 sun, i.e. like NASA, um, sure, yeah. they predicted from what they can tell from looking at the solar peak, it actually was a kind of weak solar maximum with a below average amount of sunspots. Not enough to do anything. So, yeah, like it was it was a year off and it was one. It was not even a particularly strong one or anything. It was actually a particularly weak one. Double whammy. Uh, then there was this other idea that the Earth was going to shift on its axis that was going to cause a disaster. We're all, we're all going to fall off. Well, okay. So here's the idea. Basically, they thought that Earth was going to pass through galactic alignment. Whatever okay. that is will be very fun. I've seen Hercules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that by passing through galactic alignment, it was going to cause something huge to happen. A lot of New Age literature wrote about this happening uh, because astrology is a big thing in their sort of circles. Mm -hmm. And uh, they were going to kind of talk about this axial procession thing. So uh, to kind of explain how this works is that um, in our solar system, all of the planets in the sun are roughly on a flat plane. Like you don't have like planets going like this or like around. They're all sort of like on the same level. It's Every Earth is flat. I'm following you. Yeah, the, the solar system is flat. Okay. Flat solar system theory. Yeah. And another thing that happens is that um, throughout the year, the as the Earth goes around the sun, the sun rises and falls by different constellations in the sky. And as it moves through these throughout the year... The constellation that it rises and falls over are sort of these these periods that are called that are you know, you know there's the, these things that happen. Um, you might know them because this is how the zodiac works. The different twelve symbols of the zodiac are what constellation the sun rises and falls over. I should say the one it used to rise and fall over because uh, in the time since, because our the Earth is a little bit on an axis, it's shifted enough that now all of the zodiacs are one sign off. <laughs> oh, do we fix it? What do we do? There was somebody who fixed it uh, and they had to add a 13th Zodiac to make it all work. But there was Ted Cruz. Yeah. But the thing is that this does happen because the cycle does recede slowly by about one degree every 72 years, Mm -hmm. um, which is and by one constellation about every 2.1 thousand years. It's called Procession. Uh, I've been hearing it a lot lately because that very terrible Netflix show that approximately the entire internet told us to look at, um, uh, oh. Ancient Apocalypse, uh, uses it yeah. a lot in very dishonest ways. Oh, boy. Just, just I think to put a note here, um, yes, we have heard, We've of heard of the Netflix show. You've told us so much about it. I watched it. I received 1d6 psychic damage and I'm going to do something about it. I am angry. Don't worry. I'm going to be making a step back video about it. Yes. The way that you could probably compare this is like, imagine a top wobbling as it starts to slow down. Mm. When did Inception come out? I think it was after this. Yeah, it was after it. Because he was still finishing up the Batman trilogy, I think, in 2012. Oh, it was before. Oh, Inception is before Batman? It's before the last Batman. Oh, I I didn't know he took a break to to make Batman. Batman. Yeah. It was right in between 2010. All right. Top wobbling. So the thing is that you can go all the way through and proceed kind of. So as the sun sort of moves off, right, this is where things are going to get a little, a little, a little uh, crumbly. So there's something called a great year, which is basically when the sun goes through all of the processions of that thing. As you can imagine, it's very long. Uh, It's a period of like 25,000 years or 20, maybe even twice, like 25.8 thousand years to go on a 360 degree spin all the way through the procession of the zodiacs you know if you double it you're pretty close to the mayan calendar Twenty-five thousand years i said if you, but yeah but if you double it then that's like the five thousand however many no, years i said twenty-five thousand years oh i oh that's much longer yeah i got my <laughs> there's like five wrong. of them in there <laughs> there's five mayan ones in there yeah that's five mayan things does that tie in at all or am I just making a fool of myself? No, no, you're getting okay. it. Um, okay. So the other thing, though, is that uh, around the end of the 20th, 20th century and the beginning of the 21st century was when this procession was starting to move specifically on the March equinox from the uh, constellation of Pisces, sort of the age of Pisces, to the period of Aquarius. And if you've ever heard of people refer to something called the age of Pisces and the age of Aquarius, that's what they're talking about. I haven't. 
but I trust you. A lot of New Agers used to believe that as the Earth moved into the age of Aquarius, that we were going to enter sort of a new dawn of spiritual awakening. The problem, though, is that that didn't happen in 2012. That happened like some years earlier. Oh, it already happened. What did happen, though, is that on 2012, the sun passed through the constellation Sagittarius. Or not, uh, oh. Sorry. Yeah, because it was already a sign off. And it's and Sagittarius is one of the constellations that intersects with the Milky Way. The Milky Way being basically our view side on of our galaxy, where the dense stars and stuff are. So that means that on the winter solstice every year, the sun and the Milky Way come into alignment. All right. This feels like something substantial. Here's so so basically that was like, okay, so that's what's gonna happen. On 2012, the sun is gonna pass through All right. galactic alignment. Excellent. And that's gonna cause the apocalypse. Yeah, how? The thing though okay. is that the Milky Way is about 10 to 20 degrees wide. Uh, which means that for us to proceed through that yeah. is going to take between seven and 1400 years. Se- between seven years and 1400 years. 700 years. Oh, okay. For us to, for the sun to sort of proceed through the Milky Way. So galactic alignment is going to, galactic alignment for what they call it is going to last for like centuries. We're in it, right? Yeah. We're in it, baby. We're aligned. Now in 2012, we were about in the middle of this process. Oh, wow. Aligned in a lot of ways. So we kind of crossed galactic equator. Cool. But the problem is that we don't really know what the galactic equator really is. It's not like a, a, it's kind of an arbitrary line. We don't actually have a precise line. Like this is the middle of the, of the Milky Way. Sure. So that doesn't really work either. Okay. Um, And because it's like fuzzy and it's made of like, you know, billions and billions of stars, there's not really a boundary to it either. So it's kind of hard to tell. Uh, definitionally that's why like it's you know such a big range when you actually enter the milky way or when you actually exit or what the middle of it even is <laughs> so it's hard to know you're just sort of in it you don't know you're in it till you're out of it you know that's yes, what they say exactly now if you were to be very precise and try to find the most middle of the milky way galaxy and have the procession go through that at that precise time like measuring it to its most precise way that we can atoms specific atoms yeah uh, as much as we can um the sun passed through that or proceeded through that in 1998. All right. <laughs> so a little, it would jump the gun a bit for 2012, a little early for 2012. Well, they're thinking it's like, it's like a period. So like maybe a period that went from 1998, so 1998 to currently it's still happening. Yeah. We're kind of still in the middle of it or we're at least it. 1998 was like the center of it. Okay. What came out in 1998? <laughs> uh, I actually think that that was the year where two comic comet movies came out. That was the Armageddon and Deep Impact year. Oh, so right. maybe there's something there. Yeah. Uh, Saving Private Ryan, Truman Show, Big Lebowski. Saving Private Ryan had the best crossfade in cin- cinematic history. With the at the end or earlier? No, the beginning where he like the beginning. He, he deages. Um, where oh. the old man turns into the young man. I thought it was. I thought the young man turned into the old man at the end. Oh, I thought it was. Did it do it both ways? Maybe that could have been it. We'll never know. Did you know Ants came out? A N T Z. Oh boy. Yeah. That's awesome. Don't Same year as a bug's life. Yeah, the, that, there's a, yeah, the, there's like that there's like the thing in the '90s where there was like sort of convergence of ideas where like ants and a bug's life came out at the same time, and Deep Impact and Armageddon came out at the same time. Yeah, everyone just had the same ideas. What's that about? Also, Ants starring Woody Allen. Don't look into him anymore. No. Don't look into that guy. Not a good guy. Airbud came out. Oh well. Anyway. Um, and then, so that's, that's, so that whole thing, I know that, that was a lot of words to say that the, or the earth, like the, the saying that the earth passed through the center of the galaxy or that the sun proceeded through the center of the galaxy on 2012 mm-hmm. is not accurate in any way you cut it really. Yeah. The next bit is that there were some people who thought that the rapture was going to happen. Um, mostly because, uh, it seems that a certain flavor of Christian tried to yeah. latch the apocalypse onto basically anything. Yeah, no, for sure. I was, I was in the middle of that one the idea though of the rapture being predictable is actually theologically wrong so if you were to open your bible to matthew uh 24 to 36 24 36 the quote is but of that day and hour knoweth no man no not the angels of heaven but my father only which has been used by many theologists to uh suspect that the exact date of the rapture or second coming of christ is not known by anyone but god and that it could happen at any time well okay so here what translation 
translation. Do you know what translation you got? Nope. All right, so I'm going to read the New International Version, right? But about that day or hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. Son. Hmm. Interesting. Nor the Son. Hmm. What about the S-U-N? Son. Huh? Hmm? Hmm? Going around in 12 zodiacs. Mm-hmm. Think about that one for a second. God is the California Raisin. Also, I just wanted to say this is a fun fact. In 1998, you know, if that was supposed to be like the exact sort of middle of the earth and the sun or whatever, the sun going through the stuff, that's the exact middle. It was also the exact middle of the run of the TV show Third Rock from the Sun. So think about that. Think about that for a second. Third Rock from the Sun Ooh. was in the mi- in the very middle of the whole series run when the sun was in the middle. The John Lithgow the- show? John Lithgow also had Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Who was in Inception. Who was in Inception. Which had the top. Which is in, t- in 2010 in the top, which was one year after the 29 movie. 2012 i said 29 again i don't know why i keep calling it 29 there you go you did it we did it we're back that was a good show i'm sure it probably does not hold up in retrospect i'm sure there was some horrible things in it but i seem to recall it being good was french stewart in that one too yeah yeah he was like one of the main characters love that man you ever seen clock stoppers when did clock stoppers come out tristan please stop me and continue saying all those facts you know what's a funny thing about clock stoppers um i actually directed by jonathan frakes from star trek yeah well that's great i did not know that but um when i was a kid i was like i have the best science fiction idea for a story that i'm gonna write when i'm older and I know how to write things mm-hmm, and it's going to mm-hmm. be about a person who has a technology that can stop time and then they can oh, do stuff whoa. and then clock stoppers came out and I was like fuck dang Jonathan Frakes stole William your Riker idea did he did a he did a he did a big fat liar on you when did mm-hmm. big fat liar oh my god Tristan okay. please <laughs> um, Star Trek Next Generation uh, does, it's okay because um, when did I was did you know clock stoppers and big fat liar both came out in the same year what a year for cinema oh my god okay there's another people uh, a bunch of people in the new age movement also predicted that 2012 would just begin a new age of enlightenment which you can't really make a claim uh, either way but given how 20 22 shaping up i have a feeling that we don't feel super enlightened these days no i feel like um since 2012 we have uh we have decided the earth no longer is round which i feel it feels like a little bit of a step back yeah and then we got this secret space program thing now everyone's talking about yeah i don't know about that Uh, there were some people who believed that uh a planet x which back when there were 10 planets, they were, or back when there were nine planets, we thought there was a secret 10th planet called Planet X. I remember X. that. Uh, but now I guess it's Planet Nine. I don't know. Uh, or Nibiru, which, uh, which, you know, comes from our reptile stuff or the Anunnaki stuff, would collide or pass by the Earth. And the idea is that there would be aliens um, on the, sh- on the, on Nibiru that were going to, it's very much, this was very much like not one people took seriously. It was very ridiculed, except for people yeah. on YouTube that I followed at that time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and also astronomers at the time pointed out that a planet that big coming that close to the earth would be something that we would know about ahead of time. Yeah, we'd be able to see it. You'd probably be able to see with it without a telescope. Eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so basically at the end of the day, what, like one of the things about it is that the, they thought the world was going to end because they had a misinterpretation of the Mayan calendar and didn't realize that it was actually a cyclical, not a sort of progressive calendar and misinterpreting that they would even predict the end of the world. Now, how did people respond to it is multifold. Yeah. If you were like me, you were holed up in a hotel room wondering how you were going to get home when your parents got raptured. Yeah. Fear was one of them. Some people thought mm-hmm. that it was going to be terrible and fear. Some people saw celebrated like uh, if i recall if i recall correctly um the maya people actually took this as like kind of like a big like almost like celebrating the year 2000 type situation sure because there are maya people alive today yeah party like it's 2011 uh there was also a big uptick in prepping uh which is sort of people getting ready for the apocalypse stockpiling food and supplies and things like that Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh which happens basically all the time uh i did a whole video on this uh when i talked about y2k um 
And then there were people who were skeptical and believed it was a hoax. I guess that was you. my camp. Uh-huh. Um, and then there's just people who took the opportunity to learn a lot about Maya uh, cosmology and and people yeah. taking interest. Well, as you said, right? Curiosity was launched mm-hmm. that year. Yep. So. Cur- in more in than in one more way. way. In more than one way. Do you remember when Curiosity eventually died and everyone was like, it like, tweeted like i'm sleepy i'm going to go to sleep now it was so sad stop personifying (laughs) robots it makes me sad uh nasa really knew how to do you know it's gonna suck if twitter is dead because elon musk killed it in like 2024 Mm. or 2025 when we land a person on the moon it feels like a thing that elon musk would want twitter to be around for and he's like actively trying to stop it from happening then especially because theoretically uh nasa's lander for that mission is supposed to be made by spacex though i have a feeling uh they are not going to deliver <laughs> for the wait for the moon or for mars for the moon we're going to the moon again we're going to the moon in like two years yeah oh we've seen it already well the thing is okay so first of all joe biden said that they're well i don't know if joe biden will be president by then but uh basically the idea is that they're going to uh land the first woman of color on the moon that's the mission but right. also if you want to go to mars you need to land on the moon and have a settlement there the because the ship that will go you to mars take a pee break at the moon because Mars is a long way away. Yes. Yeah. Well, basically, any ship that is big enough to survive the trip to Mars would need to be built in orbit because you could not launch it from the Earth. Gotcha. It'd be too big. Big ship. Yeah, because people are going to be living on it for years. So yeah. um, we just build our own planet anyway. <laughs> no one listens to you. I could be a billionaire. Give me all the money. I'll build a planet. I want. I want. Um, can we get all our money to that guy from that Spider-Man comic that everyone makes a joke about, where it's like you could have cured cancer. I don't want to cure cancer. I want to turn people into dinosaurs. <laughs> You know, the first Spider-Man movie also came out in 2002, along with Clockstoppers and Big Fat Liar. Oh, my God. <laughs> and the first Scooby-Doo movie. Oh, my. OK, your your IMDb privileges are revoked. I'm not even on IMDb. I just know. Th- I just I'm just thinking about what a great year for cinema. When did Shrek come out? 2000, I want to say. <laughs> 2001 we were right in yeah because if i remember correctly um there was a joke somebody said about how millennials like the last great moment we had was shrek because shrek happened like a few weeks before 9 11 all right but the thing is that thing is that since 2012 we've had other incidences that have been like this but i've never gotten to the same gravitas in 2020 there was something called the christmas star phenomenon which is basically where um jupiter and saturn were close enough together that they almost appeared to create a bright star in the night sky oh. um and people thought that was going to cause the world to end oh because it was too bright yeah but every time there's some sort of like you know alignment why did of they think bodies that hold on why did why did they think it was going to end the world uh mostly like rapture related reasons oh okay it's just like All the right. thing is that if you have a astrology based idea of how events are going to happen anytime things that don't normally yeah. get into alignment get into alignment you're gonna think something big's gonna happen that's true unfortunately uh astrology is not real uh-oh it's just not a it's, it doesn't it's not here a comes thing. here comes edgy skeptic tristan again back I, from okay. 2012 like, like if you find your zodiac stuff fun like go for it Mm-hmm. but it's not real <laughs> it doesn't right. work we even mentioned okay. earlier that because of the procession of the sun uh-huh. it's not even the right one anymore <laughs> right 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 because the ancient zoroastrians who developed it um lived thousands of years ago and yeah. had a different setup it's off by a little yeah it's off by enough that i know that they had to make a 13th zodiac a baker's zodiac if you will a baker's zodiac but in the end december 21st 2012 came and scott was able to get home safely i did it um, i did it by doing nothing i just i worried and i saved the world there you go you worried so hard that night i worried got, so they hard were, they were like we don't want to we don't want to scare scott so the night turned around and left they're like he's gonna love us in a little bit once he once we once they tie us into scooby-doo lore he's gonna love us yeah. um so what can we learn from this um the big one that I just pointed out is like the obvious one, which is just like, even though there is no science to back up this claim, uh, it was still able to get the attention of the public, um, which, you know, given it's a very banal statement, given our current state of affairs, where it seems like experts saying something makes people less likely to believe it. That's true. Uh, but it's also a reminder that the public can be swayed by sensationalism and pseudoscience, i.e. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to think about it, 2012, this is like, you know, early on, like it's almost yeah. like a, uh, 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 a sort of what's it called? Like a harbinger of the sort of moment that we're in now where uh, no one seems to want to uh, to believe anything that makes sense 
And it also kind of comes away with us just thinking like um, it comes. It also is us worrying about apocalypses and not like the real problems, because you know what was going on? There were actually schools and stuff like that that shut down in December of 2012. Do you know why? Because of they all wanted to get iPad minis. This is uh, much darker. But in December of 2012 was the Sandy Hook shooting. Mm. And uh, maybe we should be more concerned about these kinds of problems like mass shootings or climate change or nuclear war, like things that are going to be major problems for our world that are not the stars aligning in a weird way. And so maybe like, uh, maybe like we should take our energy from that. I, 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 now we do have motivations for predicting the end of the world. Sometimes it's not problematic. Sometimes it's just people goofing off and not being serious, but they did. But 2012 did create a tangible amount of fear and panic that was not productive mm-hmm. and made people's lives actively worse. The thing is that believing in the apocalypse can cause people to do things like, say, attempt to harm themselves yeah. in a in a really bad way, or do things like give away all their possessions before the end, which can also ruin people's lives. Did any billionaires do that? Unfortunately, no. Oh. Are we allowed to say that? Are we allowed to say unfortunately? Unfortunately, no. no. I think we're allowed to say that. All right. Uh, <laughs> apologies to all of the billionaires who listen to this podcast. Yeah. Hey, if you're a billionaire well, and listens to this podcast, you can you can. Uh, what's it called if you if you decide to give away enough money that you no longer have a billion dollars you can you can listen to the podcast this episode is going to come out and jeff bezos is going to be like jeff bezos gives away entire fortune says podcast (laughs) 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 said said podcaster swayed him yeah Luckily, he uh, by giving away his money, he's cured he's cured uh, world hunger six times over, and also solved climate change. They had good points on that show where they talk about Scooby Doo and aliens sometimes. <laughs> says Bezos. Oh man! All right, what what billionaire? What billionaire would it be the most funny if they listened to this podcast? Like Jeff Bezos um, was just a random one off the top of my head, but Bezos was a random one. I mean, we we we. We hate on Elon a lot, so I think that would be funny. But also, he just I likes don't being bullied. Want... Him on Twitter I basically don't... shows he does have a fetish for being bullied online. He does like so being maybe bullied. he would just listen to the show. Oprah, Oprah's a billionaire, but is that funny? Maybe. No. I, I okay. just, it'd be, Oprah was a fan of uh, Doctor Oz and also got uh, Doctor Phil oh. on the air. So. But either way, Oprah, if you're listening to this podcast, yeah, Oprah, you can you can remain a billionaire until the socialist revolution comes. Yeah, I'm looking up when. Oh, oh we were so close. What? The Oprah Winfrey show aired its finale in 2011. Ah, the she universe knew. could not handle being without. She knew. Nibiru she was, was coming to Earth, it. and then they saw that Oprah was canceled, and they were like, oh, well. oh there's no point now. <laughs> there's no point. <laughs> to we were turn coming, it around. We were all coming here for Oprah. Oh, boy. I don't actually know the first thing about Oprah. I'm sure she's fine. I don't know. Sure. I mean, she's she's a billionaire, so probably is evil in some capacity. You don't, you don't become a billionaire without being evil, but, you know, I don't know. I haven't heard anything except for spreading pseudoscience that Oprah did. Yeah, the Dr. Oz thing is not not great. Great. Um, anyways, um, why do people think the world is always going to end? Uh, there's a sort of different types of phenomenon. It feels like it because <laughs> it feels like it is. Certainly does. Uh, the main things, though, I would probably talk about are the true believer effect. Uh, apophenia and confirmation bias, which, by the way, one of the things that I have been saying on this podcast a lot where I said, don't underestimate the power of motivated reasoning. I realized every single time I said that I was referring to confirmation bias, <laughs> not motivated reasoning. There's a preview of the corrections episode we're doing next corrections week. episode. The true believer affects the psychological phenomenon where uh, people tend to become overly enthusiastic in a cause or idea or a product when they strongly identify with it, mm-hmm. uh, which can lead Lead to irrational behavior or decisions. Yeah. Um, apophenia is the pr- uh, the spontaneous perception of connections or meaningful patterns in random or meaningless data. I'm going to close IMDb <laughs> really quickly <laughs> so I can stop connecting things back to 2012. So that's uh, that's sort of that one. That's the you know that's mm-hmm. our uh, seeing faces in clouds and. Yeah. All that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And confirmation bias, which is the tendency to search for, interpret, and recall information in a way that confirms one's pre-existing beliefs. Like, say, if you have a History Channel television series that you're making a lot of money off that makes a claim that maybe aliens were showing up in the historical record, you're going to look through history and you're going to find a lot of aliens in the historical record because you have confirmation mm-hmm. bias. That's that's how that works. Mm-hmm. Just like I have confirmation bias that maybe 
maybe 2002 is the best year for cinema. That's 20 years ago. You know that? 20, 2002? Yeah. We picked. Well, that's, that's because now, what's it called? 2002. Even 2012, like the fact that like there, that was like, it's kind of refreshing when we were looking at the list of movies. That was like a time when, when non-superhero movies came out. Do you remember those days? Those days when people made movies that weren't just adaptations of comic books? I mean, Spider-Man came out, but I hear what you're saying. But like, oh. Signs came out. Like, remember when, like, remember when movies, remember when movies were not in a cinematic universe? You say this, but the biggest movies of 2002 were Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, big cinematic universe still currently going, uh, Star Wars yeah. Episode 2, not great. Okay, maybe um, I'm wrong. Maybe it's just, uh, this is all movies have ever been and all they ever will be. But Austin Powers did come out in, but that was in Goldmember. That was the third one. Okay. It wasn't Well, I guess one. I'm wrong. Yeah. But yes, yeah, so I think that like, this is sort of this, that's sort of the way that we need to understand. And like that, because these are sort of parts of the ways that the human mushy brain works, we're always going to be predicting the end of the world. And mm-hmm. there will be another 2012. There will be another uh, a thing that causes a not insignificant. I feel like in our time and place, given how uh, it seems that we now can just make whatever reality we want, that there's going to be more apocalypses more 2012s in the future as now i don't know i i watched the entire world just i i I watched a whole lot of people anyway um see uh the case to get a simple vaccine and wear a mask to protect ourselves from a deadly pandemic and apparently decide to just rip society apart in order to prevent them from doing these basic things and at that point i feel like it was around the time when people were either uh taking lupus medication or fish tank cleaner or um Mm -hmm. horse dewormer to cure their disease rather than getting a vaccine that I I lost faith that we're going to uh, ever uh, that we're ever going to uh, get ourselves back on track when it comes to thinking logically. You might be right. So Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. And to all a master of disguise, which also came out in 2002. Um, that is that is um, that is all that happened. That is everything. <laughs> We've now covered everything that happened in 2012. Everything that happened. What's one? What's it? You know, I've mentioned a lot of movies that came out in 2012. What's the best? What's the TV show? If I remember 2012 music was hopping. 2012 music was bumping. Yeah. Like uh, I'm running a D&D campaign where okay. um, where the whole idea is it's taken from Everworld where the players spend half of their time in like a fantasy world with like ancient gods and stuff like that and then half in the real world and we decided because we're all in our 30s to have it take place in the year 2012 while we're all in college so I switch between the uh, like best of 2012 playlist and like a ancient Egypt mood playlist as we play the game and I'm like 2012 um, had some good songs payphone was 2012 one more night. That was the that was the year that Maroon Five had all the songs. Oh, you're probably right. Uh, that was when uh, fun fun period. That's when oh, they, that was I their love big day. Fun period. That was also in peak. Um, what I call Stompcore, like Ho Hey by the Lumineers and stuff like that. That's that. That's the closest I can come to a a conclusion about uh, what we can learn about the 2012 phenomenon, which it shows that human beings tend to want to see the end of the world for some reason, and yeah. uh, we will constantly keep finding it even if it makes no sense i have bad news tristan the show uh there was a tv show that was out in 2012 that was a big hit and i think it proves that we do that we should have been earth destroyed uh because that show was uh louis great oh excellent show louis was that okay i know it was like a stand-up comic vehicle was that louis anderson or louis ck Oh, it was, it was Louis C.K. Oh, great. Well, that was the apocalypse of 2012. If you want to witness the apocalypse of 2022, go follow us on Twitter at Probs Not Aliens. There you go. That website is doing good. And it's, it's interactive, so you can actually send us your meaningless 2012 connection. <laughs> That's true. What were you doing in 2012? And also, what is your favorite movie, period? Okay, that's What gonna... is your favorite movie? <laughs> Tell small me your favorite movie. And why is it Small Soldiers? What? Tell me your favorite movie and also why it's Small Soldiers. Good call, Tristan. Because everything else is just a toy. You can also, if, you, if you're a big fan of this show, you can uh, write us a review on Apple Podcasts or anything else. Um, just like these fine people, Office Policy, Brandon Miller 6383, Cast Form 0123, and Benj with like three underscores. Thank you to all of you uh, folks 
I'm going to be refreshing the reviews uh, to read some nice names. Thank you to everyone who's who's doing that. It's so nice. And uh, it, you just send in the show to all the people that you know. Uh, and the best way to send that show to people is just this simple little website called probsnotaliens.com. It really helps out the show. Now, Scott, I have one question. Yeah. If I said, if I was saying, I love this podcast, what I'd really like to see is Scott eating a disgusting sandwich. Uh-oh. How would I do that? Yeah, I did post this video to YouTube. It was a Nebula exclusive for a bit. It has since become my number one, <laughs> like most viewed video in a long time. Me and my partner, Emily, made disgusting Scooby-Doo sandwiches that include things like sardines and marshmallow fudge. It was gross. And you can go check that out on my YouTube channel, NerdSync, N-E-R-D-S-Y-N-C. That's not the only type of content I make, but it's seemingly the kind of content that people want me to make. You're just so, going to be disturbing mukbang from now on. That's me. And Tristan, if people want to learn, if people enjoyed this episode and they were like, where can I learn more about history and maybe even some like uh, misconceptions about history or like how it relates to today, where, where can they like, do you have any recommendations for that? Well, you could check out stepbackhistory.com, which is actually a channel that I run uh, where I make stuff about, yeah, why the past is, why understanding the past accurately is important for understanding the world today. Now, I have a video that's a few weeks old at this point that will be the most recent one if you listen to this when it comes out. It is on the political compass and why the political compass is bad, actually. And it features a hand puppet, um, which is a new thing for me. So I like it. If you want to see me convince a hand puppet to stop being a weird political compass meme poster, then you can check that out. Fantastic. Thank you for listening to this show this entire year. It was the first like full year we've been doing this podcast and it's been just a, so much fun and a blast. And uh, we're glad that we survived the anniversary, the 10 year anniversary of an apocalypse. Uh, and we're glad that you're here listening. It means yeah. a lot. It's Thank been a really you. great project. It's been really good to spend a lot of time with you, Scott. And I get to spend a lot of time with you and you get to put up when with when my ADHD is really bad, like tonight. <laughs> it's all good. We had fun. Trust yeah. me, it's more work on your end than mine. That's it. We will see you next year. But until next year's people. Oh, my name is Scott Nicewander. I'm Tristan Johnson. And the truth is out there. Probably. Oh, wait, no. Probably, because it's like Bane. Because 2012 was the Dark Knight Rises. 2012 had a dark night. You merely adopted the weird conspiracy content, Scott. (laughs) I was born into it. (laughs)